Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. I'm about to say some stuff that most of us stay away from because it's very easy to kind of step on what we call the third rail, <laughs> which uh, if you're here in New York, it's a, it's a rail that will execute you <laughs> if you step on it. But I have to talk about it, and, and I want to sympathize with some of what I'm trying to say so that you understand where I'm coming from. I see a lot of good people, including friends of mine and organizations and people that I know, saying that they want Joe Biden to appoint black people to certain positions in in his administration. And I understand that. I do. But I need us to understand that you can appoint horrible black people to any position whatsoever. (laughs) That being black does not mean being righteous. And my best illustration is going to be the general that Joe Biden just nominated to be his defense secretary. We can celebrate it as a historic first because a black man has never been defense secretary before. But sometimes we are literally just appointing a black oppressor. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. Let me start off by stating what I hope is obvious. Black people were absolutely indispensable to electing Joe Biden, period, point blank, dot com. Joe Biden would not have received the Democratic nomination without the support of black folk. And he definitely and 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 we're not saying anything groundbreaking. There's not a president, a Democratic president that's been elected in 50 years that would have got elected uh, without black voters. Black voters are the single most reliable voting block of the Democratic Party. And black voters saved Joe Biden in Georgia, saved Joe Biden in, in Michigan, and in so many places. So there is this thought, hey, black voters voted this man in. We now need you, Joe Biden, and your administration, in essence, to 
return the favor, to show us that you understand who put you in office by putting black people in senior positions in your administration. And in the simplest way possible, I understand it. I, I, I earnestly do. I get it. And it it makes sense on the most basic level. We did A, so we need you to do B. And and I hear it in so many ways. I hear Latino voters saying, hey, we saved you in Arizona and, and Nevada, and we put you in office, and we now need representation in your administration. And, and in that kind of exchange, since, you, since we did A for you, we need you to do B for us. I understand it. And in 2020, I understand that we're still in the, the, the place where we're looking for representation. That it would be offensive in some ways if black people voted Joe Biden into office and then he had, in essence, an all-white administration. It'd be like, oh, hold on, something's definitely wrong here. It has been offensive to look at Trump's cabinet and see that it is primarily white men. But I need to unpack and explain something that most of us stay away from because it's complicated and it's a sophisticated conversation about what we call representation politics or identity politics. And the idea is this, that, and it's, and my friend, Dr. Ibram Kendi talks about this book and how to be anti-racist. There are healthy black people and unhealthy black folk. There are good black folk and evil black folk and every type of black person in between good and evil. I mean, these are simplistic words to describe people. Appointing someone black to be the defense secretary, which is what Joe Biden did last night. He appointed a a general, Lloyd Austin, a retired four-star general, to be his defense secretary. And if he wins the nomination, he will be the first African-American and the first black man by default to ever be defense secretary. But it actually violates the law. I, I don't know if you understood this because a lot of norms have been lost in the Trump administration. But it is actually against the law to appoint a military general less than seven years after they retired from office to appoint them to a presidential administration. And uh, General Austin was just a general four years ago. And so the, the thought was, and for a long time, the law was 10 years, that you could not be defense secretary uh, until at least 
10 years after you had retired from the military. And then they knocked it down to seven. And Joe Biden is now asking for a congressional exception, which is something that Donald Trump also did, and which had only happened twice before in the entire history of the country since that law had passed. But generations ago, now one administration followed by another is just ignoring the law. And the law was created because it was it was because of two reasons. One, it was thought that a civilian should lead the Department of Defense. That's number one, because number two. The thought was that if a general led this department, they would be so close to their friends and comrades in the military that they worked with for sometimes 30, 40, 50 years that they could not see clear of those relationships and those experiences because they just spent their entire adult lives working with these very particular people and you need to create some distance. But there's even something more disturbing and I'll share it after the break. And let me say, I think that General Austin is probably a decent person. And I understand the history of it, but there's something even more disturbing there that I want to unpack and explain. I'll say it right after the break. Be right back. Hey, everybody. I know 2020 uh, has been the never ending year, but it is finally the holiday season. Uh, 2020 seems like it has been uh, in dog years, like. When I look back all the way to the beginning of the year, it seems like it was years ago. And if you're stuck on what gift to give anyone this holiday season, Harry's has got you covered. Harry's holiday shave set is thoughtful, practical, and you can even personalize it by engraving the razor handle, which is super cool. They also come prepackaged in a holiday themed gift box. I got one. So if you're like me and you're not the best at wrapping gifts, it's no problem. The set, Comes with a weighted handle, three really great razor cartridges, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover, all packaged in a holiday gift box. And for a limited time only, listeners of my show can get $5 off a holiday shave set by heading to harrys.com slash breakdown. To claim your $5 off plus free shipping, go now to harrys.com slash breakdown. I love it and know you will too. So it is very true that Joe Biden appointed or nominated rather a black man to be his defense secretary. But it's also true that it violates the law and that law was put in place for a very real reason. And not only that. But General Austin also is on the board of the single biggest military contractor in the world, Rayathon, which is really, really disturbing that a man who is on the board of a company that is literally behind the military industrial complex. Let me just unpack that for a moment. 
the United States military budget is larger than the number two through eight countries combined. The next seven countries, if you add up all of their military budgets, it still does not equal the United States annual military budget. In fact, the United States spends in one year what the number two country or number three country normally spends in a decade, sometimes more. And in great part, it's because of the corporations we have in the United States and the deeply influential people in them, including the man, the black man, that Joe Biden just nominated to be his defense secretary. Again, I'm sure he's a good military general, but it violates the law to appoint a military general less than seven years after they served in office. And secondly, the man is literally on the board of a company that is profiting, not thousands, not millions, not hundreds of millions, but billions of dollars off of the constant war machine that we have. And those companies, including Rayathon and Boeing and others, in essence, demand that we continue to spend not millions, not hundreds of millions, not billions, not tens of billions. We spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year on the military. And it's kind of, if you build it, they will come. You're like, if you spend it, war will exist. If you, if you spend billions of dollars on missiles, guess what? We'll use them. If you spend billions of dollars on drones, guess what? We need to use those drones. Use them. And that's exactly what our military does. That budget, in many people's estimation, could be cut in half, doubly so during a pandemic where we do not even need military intervention all around the world. It could probably be cut by 70, 80 percent, and we could still be safe. But the military-industrial complex, the corporate military complex that needs to be fed demands that we spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year on weapons and materials and tanks because that's how they make their money. And so Joe Biden has indeed appointed a black man, nominated a black man to this role, but it violates the law, and that black man just so happens to be on the board not, not just of Rayathon, but of multiple companies that would benefit from more and more war and weapons. And so forgive me for not always being excited when someone black is appointed to a role, but that person has no intention on deep systemic change. They're just, they're black. And do I need to remind you that the attorney general of Kentucky, who was about as horrible and unqualified of an attorney general that anybody has in the entire country and has blocked justice for the family of Breonna Taylor at every damn turn? He's a black man. Is that exciting? Are you excited by that black man who is functioning in essence as a block to justice? who was breaking the heart of Breonna Taylor just yesterday. And I'll talk all about it tomorrow on the breakdown. 
Just yesterday, George Gascon, who is elected to be the new district attorney of Los Angeles, gave what I think may be the single most important speech ever delivered on criminal justice. It was that damn big. He was inaugurated and sworn into office yesterday. He is now the district attorney of Los Angeles. And he defeated a woman who may be, who may have been, thank you, past tense, may have been one of the single worst district attorneys in the history of this country, one of the worst district attorneys Los Angeles has ever seen. It was a black woman. And when she was elected, everybody said, yes, a black woman. And she was bad every year. We have to get more sophisticated in our understanding of whether or not it's always worth celebrating to have someone black in a higher position. Daniel Cameron is black, but not worth celebrating. Jackie Lacey, a Democrat, the longtime district attorney of Los Angeles, is a black woman and a Democrat, and there's nothing to celebrate about that. She was a black woman oppressor. Period, point blank, dot com, bold printed, highlighted, whatever. She was awful. Sent more people to death row than any single district attorney in the country. She's not great. She's not good. She's not even okay. Most of us, including the black woman-led Black Lives Matter movement in Los Angeles, has protested her year after year, not, not just year after year, day after day, because of just how horrible she was. Ask me how many police officers she held accountable in her lifetime in office. Zero. None. She protected them at every turn. Her campaign was funded by them. Having black representation in higher office is not the magic pill, is not the panacea that we always want and think it can be. Listen, I just had to say it, that we have to get a little more sophisticated than just demanding black people be appointed and elected to positions, we have to look at their politics. We have to look at their history. We have to look at who they are and what they'll fight for. It's, it's deeper than just being black. I've got to run. Uh, we're having a major staff meeting for the Grassroots Law Project today. But love and appreciate all of you. Take care, and I'll be right back here tomorrow. Bye now. Break it down. The, the break, the break, the break, the break, the break, the break down. It's the pathway to freedom that's leading to the North Stars. Hey, it's Nikki and Maria Elena, hosts of the North Star's newest podcast, America the Voiceless, a podcast that's about the right to vote and the fight to vote. We believe that all Americans have a voice, but far too many Americans hit roadblocks when it comes to casting their votes. In America the Voiceless, we hear from lawmakers, historians, activists, and everyday people as we unpack the barriers some Americans have to overcome to make sure their voices are heard during the voting process. You can listen to a new episode of America the Voiceless every Thursday this fall. All episodes are available on thenorthstar.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. America the Voiceless!